This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. Joining us from Adelaide on the phone tonight is Jay Power. She's a soul singer and she released her fourth studio album earlier this year. We'll have a chat to her about her musical journey. Welcome to Joy, Jay. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Great oh. to chat. Oh, it's great to have you. So that song that we were just listening, Rush, can you tell us a little bit about that? How it came together. Yeah. That song uh, is something that I wrote quite a long time ago and it's funny it's had sort of you know different iterations it's been sort of arranged as all sorts of different songs over over time and then when I went in to record my album my uh, producers just came up with this really great kind of guitar line to it and just added this really terrific beat to it and it's probably the most vibrant uh, version we've ever had and it's yeah it's just a little bit of fun and I guess it's all about treating a lady the way she wants to be treated whatever way that is oh a nice sentiment and, and so, yeah. love it <laughs> <laughs> that's right you know it's about saying what you want and being happy as as a couple. Jay, can I um, tell you who you kind of evoke memories of with me? Uh, Has anybody ever likened you with uh, Joss Stone before? No, they haven't. You have a really soulful voice like she does? That's an enormous compliment. She's great. Oh, she is great. I saw her live myself in Melbourne and she was absolutely fantastic on stage. But yeah, you certainly, you have the kind of upbeat kind of soul feel about your voice and it's fabulous to listen to. Really enjoyed that. Oh, that's really nice of you to say. I guess they're the sort of singers I listen to. Just soul singing and soul music is something that has always resonated with me from when I was young. And I think over the years I've sung all sorts of different styles of music. I've sung a lot of jazz. I did a jazz degree um, back in the day and have experimented with all sorts of different things. And so I wouldn't say I'm a pure soul singer, but I definitely would say that that's sort of my primary influence and Mm. the music I enjoy singing the most. My first influence was Aretha Franklin. It's the first album I ever bought with my own money. I was 14 and I had my first job and with my first pay, I bought my first CD, which was Aretha Franklin's Never Loved a Man the Way That I Love You. And honestly, it's just music's never been the same for me ever since it's really... It's really all about the soul. I think that's the difference between you and me. My first uh, album was Kylie. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, we can see how our our careers might have diverged a little bit. I I think, Jay, you've got the better foundation there. I'm not saying I never went through a serious Kylie phase. (laughs) I won't say that didn't happen. But, yeah, my first was, was Aretha Franklin. And that album remains today my number one favourite and my maybe it's because of that formative time in my life or yeah. maybe it's just because still awesome I don't know but and you you, you, yeah, caught, really... you caught the soul bug it's very yeah. hard to not catch that when you when you hear the likes of Aretha Franklin in your formative years yeah well that's right it was hard to turn back <laughs> So, Jay, tell us a little bit more, because we're at the roots and where it all began, uh, about your musical career and the beginnings and how your musical journey evolved. Um, I've played music ever since I was quite young. My my mum and my sister and I used to sing a bit when I was a kid. And then when I was in school, I sort of fell into the school musical thing. And I did music for the first few years of high school. But I, I just found that over the years, I would find ways in, in things that, you know, I was brought up in a churchy environment. So there's lots of musicians in church and mm. so you're hanging around musos all the time there's lots of musos at 
school and I just found a way to be in things all the time. And it wasn't until I was, you know, a little bit older and I was sort of in a job I wasn't that happy with and I thought, I really always wanted to be a full-time musician and, and I think if I don't try that, I'll be quite sorry. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do. So I auditioned for the jazz course at, at Adelaide University and, and got in and, and studied a jazz degree there. And that was really fantastic. I, I never really intended to be a jazz singer, but what I did want was to develop my musicianship and develop my abilities, develop my understanding of how music was built and mm. the mystery of the sounds I was hearing in my head. What are they called? How are they written? How will I explain them to musicians? How do I write them down? You know, there's lots of gaps in my ability. So did so, you feel that that I, empowered you as a, as a singer-songwriter to kind of oh, understand the that, fundamentals? That's the perfect word. It's absolutely the perfect word. It, it totally unlocked me and yeah. allowed me to express all these things that were bottled up within me but I just didn't have enough musical education but also I guess that deeper understanding of the kinds of sounds I was hearing and how they're made and so it yes empowering is exactly what it was I came out of that and you know I I earned a living as a singer doing some pop stuff and some session stuff and sang on jingles and some you know weddings and things like that but What always drove me was the dream of writing my own music and singing my own way to my own music. And you're right, it totally was the key to be able to do that. I guess, um, you know, quite often singer-songwriters or songwriters or, or musicians are likened with mathematicians because music is quite mathematical. So it kind of stands mm. to reason that you would want to pick it apart and understand how it's constructed before you can actually be an effective one. You know, and I think that's probably yeah. where a lot of commercial and mainstream stuff gets lost for singers because they don't actually take it down to first principles and try to understand the music and understand how it's constructed, how it's built. Then you can apply your flair and soul to it. You know, so mm. I think it was a probably a very important step for you to do that degree to understand the fundamentals. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think that music theory is quite ma- mathematical in a lot of ways, and I feel that the kind of music that I was yearning to make. I, mean, I, I love pop music. I love top top forty pop. You know, I, mm. I grew up on sort of countdown and you know video hits in, on Saturday mornings, and I you know. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was like recording on my, my recording my own tapes and all that, you know, my own CDs and all that stuff. So well, I've got a long history of loving pop music, but yeah. I was aching to hear really in-depth music, and I did not understand before I, I went to uni what these sounds were that I was hearing, the chords I was hearing, the rhythms I was hearing. I just didn't know how to make them, and so having the opportunity to, to learn a really advanced form of music and to be taken down that rabbit hole of, yeah. of you know of jazz in particular, it helped me to understand more broadly in music what was happening, how people make music. When, when you're hearing this sound or that sound, what yeah. is that chord called? What, what's the relationship with those chords? What does that all mean? And so that helped me to unpack everything. And then I could put it all back together whatever way I wanted. Exactly. And, and that's the important really bit. Exciting. Is that you have the mm. power to put it back and rearrange it how you feel fit. I was just going to say, that's the reason that I would always say to a young person that wants to sing or is dabbling in a bit of stuff, if you can find a way to learn a bit of theory, it really does help you if you can learn an instrument or if you can learn yeah. a little bit of theory to underpin everything that you're the music you're trying to make it, it can actually really help you later on absolutely jay you're playing a show mm. to other musicians from melbourne they're from melbourne actually mm. rita Setch and jude pearl and i assume you play music from your new album 
Yeah, that's right. So with your new album, I I noticed a few things. One is you've changed your name slightly along the way. Tell us a little bit about the background with that. So you you previously released three albums under Jane N. Power, which is your legal name name. or full name. Uh, And now you've shortened that to J. Power. So how did that come along? I'd love to give you a really deep and meaningful answer to that, but there actually really isn't one. Well, I guess or maybe there is. So part of it is that my my actual name, Jane Ann, it's long and it's hard to spell. And people can't find you and they can't spell your name and it's, it's just too hard. So I totally was, hear you. Hard. I'm Anne Louise. I get it. <laughs> it's pretty hard. Are you hard. hyphenated? Yes. Well, no, Louise I'm actually... capital L? I'm stuck together with a capital L. It really confuses the hell out of people. I never and, know and, how to write. Anne got an E? Anne's got an E, yeah. Yeah, same. So J-A-Y-N-E hyphen capital A double N-E on the end. It's just too difficult, isn't it? It's a pain. It's a pain. (laughs) (laughs) So I just put it in the too hard basket. So that was one side of it. But the other side of it was that those years of those first three albums that I made, which I'm proud of and they're my work as much as anything else, they were formative years. They were years where I was working out what I wanted to do, what I wanted to say. You know, I tried a bit of this and I tried a bit of that and, and there's nothing nothing that I've recorded that I'm ashamed of, but I really did feel that this, with this album, I felt like I struck the balance that I wanted. Mm. I felt like I was saying what I wanted to say and I thought this is the best possible re- representation of me that, I, that I've ever had so far and I'm sure that I will continue to grow and improve and continue on this journey but I really did feel that this was the album that represented me best and and that what that dream I'd always had before I went to uni to study music that the dream I'd always had way back then was to make the kind of music that I've made on this album and that that was a really good time just to decide you know what fresh slate clean start do you know what's great actually you can you can actually hear the confidence in your music as well because you can tell that you're not sidetracked by all the other crap that kind of goes on in the industry and that you're just doing it because it's something you love and you're doing it for you and if other people like it that's a bonus and you can really hear that confidence in your voice which is fabulous to be in a position to be like that because I I guess a lot of artists would be quite insecure about what they're producing and maybe be really young artists don't know how to find their feet because they don't have that confidence in themselves so I think it's wonderful to embark on something to have that goal in your mind I'm doing this for me number one and if other people like it brilliant Hey um, that's for a start, thank you. What a fantastic thing to have said to you that, that, that that's what you can hear in my music. You know, I actually think that I think everybody finds their musical journey difficult in some way. Mm. And for me, it's always been the doubts that I've had. And, you know, now I'm like getting really personal and everything, but the doubts that I've always had about myself and my musicianship and what am I making? Is it working? Is the fact that it's really difficult to find a space for your music. The Australian music industry is a fairly small place. There's some sorts of music that are really kind of hot to trot and some sorts of music that just sort of aren't. And, you know, this is Australia and I'm trying to play R&B and it's Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm trying to make play R&B the real band and with a bit of a, you know, a hip hop kind of like influences and yeah. new soul influences and all that sort of stuff is all mixed in with pop. I'm trying to do something that's essentially quite American yeah. and do it in my own flavour. But then you look around and you think, well, there's not a place for this in Australia. And it makes you doubt yourself. It makes you think, do I really have anything to offer? And over time, I just got to the point where I thought, well, bugger it. I actually just want to make what I want to make to make myself happy. And 
Yeah. And I think that, you know, it really did end up being a lot better music than anything I'd ever made before because I just stopped thinking about it. Yeah. And I just shut my eyes and I looked within and said, what is it you want to say? And yeah. any time I felt that, you know, working with my producers who was so incredibly supportive and, and wonderful and they, they did their best to go to the, to the nth degree to make me happy, to make sure that whatever they were making was what I wanted to make. But there were many moments when I had to say to myself, I'm not really sure I like thing we've just done why not what is it that I really want to do and it was a fantastic process to really be in that position to have that freedom to go I don't need to compromise anything I don't care who hears this I don't care if they like it it doesn't even matter I just have to be fully engaged in it myself and this is my chance to make my thing the way I've always wanted and and that's what, what I did my best to do Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And so coming back to the gig this week, so mm. I think you've also changed your band along the way. So, and you're playing with some top-notch musicians there, Stevie Cat Jr. and Anthony Liddell. And they've all played with Kimbra as well. That's pretty They've pretty got some cool good stuff. CDs. And you, can, you can hear that on, in the music as well. And the band is based in Melbourne. Is that right? That, that's you obviously right. You work yeah. a lot with Melbourne. Yeah. I got initially a bit worried with the time zone. I thought, I hope we have our timing's right. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, no, if she works <laughs> with Melbourne music, I'm sure she knows. Yeah, I'm quite across it. Yeah, yeah so the, it, it's, it's actually really great having my musicians in Melbourne because, uh, you know, there's more of a soul scene in Melbourne than there is really anywhere else. So that, that's the place I want to play. So, you know, it's got a dual purpose. It's practical because it means, you know, I just have to get myself there and, and, you know, to play in Melbourne regularly. But the other side of it is that, you know, I was able to find musicians in Melbourne that were passionate about the same music as me. So the number one kind of music that I like and I like plays the number one music that they like and they like to play. And, and you, you know, lucky girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't it, isn't it fantastic? Yeah, yeah. look, it's, it's actually something I've pursued for, for many years is finding the right people. And, and, and you know, there's, there's seasons for things. It's the same people don't stay with you forever and you might have a wonderful period of time of playing with someone in your band and then they have to move on. And that is just life. But yeah. But right now I'm, I'm sort of like, oh, look, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I'm in my element. I, I'm playing with people who get what it is I'm trying to say with my songs and, you know, musicians that actually say to you at the end of the song, man, I love that bridge you wrote or, you know, I really like this transition in this bit of the song. It's like musicians telling a singer that they like your stuff, like yeah. that. It's great. I have to say, I love so a good bridge. I'm an engineer, <laughs> yeah, but I, but I love I love I love music bridges as well. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, look a good bridge. You gotta have it. Oh, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. It's like having a big <laughs> climax in a in a song. You have to have a good bridge. And it has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, uh, Jay. Thank you for taking the time to come on and chat about your life and your work with us. It's been it's been really great, and we've been sitting here bopping to your music as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us and chatting about your life and your work. Oh, it's been completely my pleasure. Thanks for thanks for chatting and yeah, re- really good to be on the show. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.